Hi, everyone. Just wanted to make sure that you know we are investing in the technology for this podcast. We know there's an echo on my side. And so by episode eight, we're going to have fantastic sound just like this. The quality of the content never dips throughout, so keep on hanging on in there. But the quality of the sound will get much better. So from show eight, going to be perfect. Thanks, guys. It's that time again. It's bad boy running. <laughs> yeah, it's everyone's favorite time of the week. <laughs> Well, that's not a sarcastic laugh. That's not that's genuine. That's a genuine laugh. It's my favourite time of the week. My wife, my wife seems to think that this entire podcast is just a ruse, so I can speak to you on a weekly basis. Well, did you did you see the feedback from? So, uh, to the listen, we we've only just launched the first episode, and um, when we're recording this, and the first comment was from one of your friends who went, "Right, I've listened to this." I don't know anything about running because of this. All I know is that David quite likes Jodie's wife. <laughs> and no, what was sister. the other thing you she said? Likes my sister. Oh, was it your sister? Yes. Oh, oh, right. I thought he was mentioning your wife. Oh, I should, I should have kept quiet about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. There's a, there's a slip. <laughs> Everything just got awkward. <laughs> well, which would you prefer, JD? Is this oh, which is worse? To, yeah, you get to choose which which woman you're related to. That I can. Hit <laughs> this has taken a very sinister turn, hasn't it? Is this now in the, <laughs> is this now in the explicit section of, uh, of iTunes? We're not far off it. No, we're, sure. we're not. Well, welcome, welcome back to to Bad Boy Running. We've uh, we've just launched officially, so. We're going to be catching up quite soon. We, we've actually got a letter today, a genuine letter. Have we? From someone. Have yeah. We? What? It, we've it got was this posted... far in and we've got a letter. I thought we were going to try and avoid it up until episode 150. Well, I've, I've not actually checked. I don't even know if the, the mail works through letters. <laughs> it that... does. We're just being <laughs> <It> ignored. <laughs> <laughs> it works, but nothing's come in. It did. But... I signed you up to Ashley Madison and the, the application came through absolutely fine. Uh, so there's nothing wrong with the uh, with letters at badboyrunning.com. <laughs> but at this actually at this point before you go on um because we're a much more professional outfit now from uh, from the last few episodes we were recording I'd like to point out at this stage if you could go to uh, iTunes and leave us a review if you could rate us preferably five stars but whatever you want to rate us and leave a review for us um preferably using your name and not the name of a famous dictator or uh, or disney character uh we, that'd be absolutely marvelous we'd appreciate we'd absolutely love it um is it, is it bad if we use is, if people use fake names then because i i mean i i did note that we've got one review and it's from, <laughs> yes <laughs> it's from mo farah who would have thought I mean, yeah. to be honest, you know, maybe that sort of that sort of authority should outweigh any other reviews coming along. If Mo Farah is endorsing a running podcast, what does he find better? Does he find the the plethora of running advice, or is it the humour that he appreciates most? What well, do you think? It, I mean, it it really looks like he just loves everything about it. Oh, I mean, really? Not, not to paraphrase, paraphrase <laughs> Mo, uh, but he he said that before this podcast, he was a a middle of the table runner. And the day after listening to our podcast, he won double Olympic gold and four world titles. All, yeah, of a, yeah. all of a smile on his face. Oh, we have that effect. We, we do should, have that effect. We, should we send it? Should we send this? Uh, this we should send like recordings of this podcast to UK athletics. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, let's actually do that. Let's actually burn some <laughs> copies. Burn some copies of this and send it to UK athletics. I think they'd appreciate it. And yeah, they're not busy at the moment. We'll send, the, we'll send some to Australia because they need all the help they can get. <laughs> <laughs> we won't send it to China or Russia because they've got all the assistance they need. For well, there's no, well, there's, uh, allegedly, there's no allegedly. drugs involved in, <laughs> in, this, uh, in this episode. So they yeah, wouldn't be interested anyway. But anyway, anyway, tell us, tell us about the running you haven't been doing uh, since our last week then, uh, Jay. <laughs> um, I have to admit something, and uh, and I don't know I don't know how to say it really. Uh, I'm going to use the c word. Um, I've been the, cycling. The c the c bomb. <laughs> You've been cycling. Yes. Where's the c bomb? Why? I don't know. I don't know. It was just a. 
I just went out for a bike ride. I've got I've had a bike for ages. I've had a bike for years and years and years, and I've never ridden it because. But I always wanted to get into you know doing a bit of cycling because I feel you know it should be something I do. And you sometimes you just don't want to run. But I it's like I I hate I hate cycling, but I quite like the idea of it. Like when I go on holiday to France and stuff, I like the idea of you know doing a bit of cycling and stuff. Um, to be honest, I, I love cycling and I do quite a bit of it, what? but I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to because there's a simple rule. If you're a runner, obviously, purest runners aren't allowed to cycle, but you are allowed to cross-train. Oh. Then, then no one knows. It could be anything. You could be climbing. You could be You're swimming. Training. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, so yeah, so uh, I, I, it's only, it was only a short bike ride um, because uh, there's this thing that happens whereby if you do any, like, big race, things like, you know, MDS, stuff like that, that people seem to think you're, like, an all-round athlete. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that because you're good you're good at one thing automatically means that you're going to be okay at everything like that per, that kid at school who was you know it was a moron when it was maths but he was the sport guy you know he could do everything he could play cricket he could you know do baseball he could if he wanted to play netball he could turn his hand to it so everyone has this idea that if you know if you do one sport you can do all sport and everything and there are many there many schools you know many children where you grew up who did cricket and baseball at the same school it's quite baseball it's, I thought you said baseball as well. It's quite an open school there. Was it the the British American? I don't think a Brit. No. Well, yes, it was a it was an Anglo American school. Um, that, uh, do you know what? I used to I used to be in a netball team, a mixed <laughs> netball team. Our school didn't have. This, this is so weird when I refer back to it. I used to be in a mixed netball team, and there was only one other school that had a mixed netball team <laughs> in our area because we—it's like the teacher refused to have a basketball team. They refused to put up the basketball nets and allow us to play basketball. So if you wanted to play basketball, the nearest thing you could do was play netball. And having a mixed netball team—it's just like the, it's like the most emasculating experience you can imagine. <laughs> and did did you have to have the same uniform? For the whole, <laughs> yeah. the whole squad, were they buying them a bulk? I was there. Yeah. Well, no, no, not quite, not quite. But um, but I was, I was, I was known locally as the the Michael Jordan of mixed netball. So, wow. Okay. Was that when he was playing baseball? <laughs> yeah. 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 It was. Yeah. Well, how have we even gotten to? We're talking about cycling. What? Let's just go cycling. Um. So, oh yeah, that was it. So I'm so I'm terrible at cycling. I can't. I, Literally, it's like if I go if I go over a speed bump, I struggle with it. And I once I had a, a friend who um, we went on a away day to like Bournemouth. We say, oh, let's do like a sort of a triathlon type thing. We'll do some kayaking and cycling and some running. And they were like, yeah, Jody, you'll love it and everything. I was like, I I'm not sure I will. They go, yeah, yeah, you you're used to this. You've done all this sort of stuff, haven't you? And I'm like, well, not really. And of course, <laughs> we went and did this and. And I was awful. And everyone was like absolutely shocked at how awful I was. Because you're such a good runner. Good. How could you not be? <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> I can't believe, you know, I can't believe you jogging around. I can't believe a guy who's done two miles running in the last month can't even, can't even be an Olympic level cyclist. I think, I think you know exactly what I mean in, ter- <laughs> in terms of different muscle groups and training. As we know by most uh, most triathletes who try to run the MDS, yeah, well, yeah. I see. But what I, on the flip side, what I like about it is, if someone asks you about another sport, all you have to do is is have the right tone of voice, and they think you're amazing. And uh, if they oh, go, well. oh, so uh, they go, so Dave, uh, do you ever play squash? And I go, yeah, yeah, time to time. And they go, you any good? You go, yeah, I'm all right. That's all you have to say. <laughs> We have to say it, and they just think, "Oh my God, he's amazing at squash as well." They go, "Are well, you really good at squash?" And you go, "No, not that great at squash." You just deny it all, and then they're like, "Oh wow, he must be incredible." So you should just do more of that: deny everything and do nothing. <laughs> no, well, that's what I tried. So I sh- yeah, so I basically I went I went to the dark side and I went cycling and I went cycling. It was only like five or six miles or whatever, um, but you know, it got me out of the house, got my legs moving. Got my- wearing lycra? No, I didn't wear any lycra. No. Sorry, okay. sorry. Slippery slope. It's where it begins. Yes. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know where I live. There's a lot of um, middle-aged uh, accountants out cycling at weekends and stuff, and it's it's not a nice sight. Not a nice sight at all. It's, um... <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave, leave that there. I don't know. I don't know what it was, that silence was just a bit too long. <laughs> <laughs>
We've got any middle-aged accountants listening. <laughs> doing, doing their Please spin get off class the road. as they Please listen get off to the, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please just wear normal shorts. Please, yeah. We we don't, you're, 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 you're not Chris Froome, so don't wear his size. <laughs> you know, it's... Yeah. Yeah. And just, you know, it doesn't have to have, be a one-piece. You can just have a T-shirt and people, people, you don't have to look amazing. It's fine. But, yeah, um, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of cyclists or cycling or, or anything to do with it. I just, you know, it's, I don't know, it's, uh, but it was, it was something to do. I did it, I did it with my daughter. So it wasn't, you know, she didn't think I was going very quickly. She wanted to go faster. So <laughs> even she acknowledges I'm rubbish at it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. That's fair enough. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, what have you been up to? As if we didn't know. Well, well, it's more. It's not what I've been doing. It's more what I've been dealing with in the last week, shall we say? So, I don't know. Time to explain. The, yeah, I, I don't know if any of the listeners would be aware of this, but there's been a television show that has just been kind of released it in should, the UK. It should have been. It should have. Will it have finished by now? No, it might still be on <laughs> by the time this is released. I've no idea how long it's going to take for this to come out, actually. So I th- yeah, it definitely would have been on. I don't know how many episodes, but I took part in a show called Ultimate Hell Week, Special Forces Ultimate Hell Week, which was fairly, fairly good description of what it was. It, they took 29 of us who are all from different sports, and then we had to take part in six different spe- Special Forces selection tests, condensed into two days each. So first two days navy seals and you had israeli guys filipinos um, australian russian so they've just started announcing the show and putting little trailers out there and little tasters and um i've not been able to tell anyone that i was on it i've obviously told everyone <laughs> I was on it. even people who don't even know who i am can't the bbc put you in prison for that <laughs> they, break it, break an embargo well, I didn't put anything on Facebook that could be traced. It, it's all been so. It's, it's all clean in terms of my digital footprint, I think. But yeah, I've, I've been hinting very strongly at it, so that so anyone did you win knows, it? <laughs> I can't. I can't reveal <laughs> that. But I've got a one in twenty-nine chance of winning it. Is that how um, many people? Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine. Yeah. And how and, many how many normally go through out of a out of a group of twenty nine? What are they? Well, they it's quite each so each one's quite different because the vast majority of the people they leave because of injury or because they quit, right? And so they they haven't really even before we came in they didn't give us that many rules or even guidance on how how long most people would last if there was a clean number of people being cut each episode. Yeah, but you. You could tell from the way the instructors were. They kept, they, they've got their ego, and they're obviously all badass and have done years and years of special forces, probably killed more people than we've met. And for them, they really want to get people to, to drop out on their watch yeah. because they, want, they don't want to come across as the easiest special force or the weediest the, the, you know, the, the special force. Who, so, who are the special forces again? Well, go on. They're, they're, what is the, what's the weediest special force? Of course, SAS are best. Of course, SAS, of course, SAS are, are best. best. So, yeah. But what are the, yeah, what are the yeah. other? What are the, what are the also runs? So the, we've, got the, we've got the Australian SAS. What? Which, uh, yeah. <laughs> what? That's not a real thing. I know. <laughs> The Australian I was, SAS. I was trying to think about some Australian wars that they might have been in. Um, I know Anzac Day was Australian. World, World, World War Two, World War One. Yeah, they've kind of done the stuff we've done. A lot of it. <laughs> they've done the but big it, ones, but have they had any yeah. any any little <laughs> yeah. ones? <laughs> yeah, they, I mean they turn out for the main events, but they're not. <laughs> I don't think they were in Nam. Were they in Korea? They, they definitely they were weren't in the Nam, Falkland they? Islands. They were in Nam. I'm sure. I'm sure. They're not. Yeah, I'm sure Australia and New Zealand played a played a role in Nam. Oh, did they? I think so. Ah, okay. Um, I mean, I, I, I assume they're in Iraq. I think they were, they were on the losing side, though. To be honest, weren't they? <laughs> they <in> Nam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, they the what the, the common the common commies commie Aussies, but they uh no I mean I, I they they were they were quite cool guys actually from what I could tell um you had the Filipino Navy Navy, you know, Navy? 
Yeah, Filipino Navy SEALs. You had the Israeli counter-terrorist force. That guy was badass. Israeli would just, that would scare the hell out of me. Yeah, I've met Israeli people just Do they in scare the hell shop. out of you? <laughs> yeah, just ones in the coffee shop. They're harder than they're harder than most special force people. Even the people serving you coffee, or you know, God, these people have been brought up on war. Um, so yeah, I mean that guy was he frightened the life out of me. He didn't take his shades off the whole time. I think that probably glued, I think he probably had death in his eyes, and that's why. <laughs> Couldn't remove them because by taking them off, he turned into the uh, who was the the serpent-headed woman. Oh turned, yeah, Medusa. Medusa, yeah. So we had them, and we had um, the Russians and the, the American Navy SEALs as well. The Navy SEALs. What are the Navy? Have you seen the film? Have you seen the film Navy SEALs? It's a per. It's almost a documentary. It's such an accurate depiction of what I imagine the Navy SEALs are like. It I've stars. Seen... It stars Charlie Sheen. <laughs> I've seen Hot Shots and Hot Shots Part Two, which, which, which is, is brilliant. which is almost a documentary. Yeah, <laughs> about yeah. about American warfare. But yeah, but the, I mean, I've I've seen shows about the name. Well, I've, I've I did quite a bit of research on them before I went in, so I've seen all that. <laughs> did you? Oh yeah. Like what? <laughs> Didn't particularly help me. It's like, oh right, it's really hard. <laughs> I, I was just looking at all the YouTube clips of so how they fight and what type of things they do. So I thought, right, I need to get really good at being massively strong <laughs> in six weeks. Is that all, really the time, all the only time you had to prepare? Six weeks? Well, we yeah, we, we found out about six weeks before. So I, I put on about five or six kilograms in those six weeks. So it was quite aggressive, my training plan. So I was drinking... Well, I had, had um, I was having six six eggs for breakfast. I'd have four four pints of full fat milk a day that I'd just drink my meals and just be eating constantly. I'd have half a chicken and like massive chicken, half a chicken a day, and just be constantly browsing, you know, eating all the Cliff bars and nuts and um, and doing doing normal math and training program, but then adding on top of it, climbing a couple of times a week, um, pull ups, sit ups, push ups. British Ministry Fitness three times a week, yoga most mornings twenty minutes. So I was doing. So, so my routine then, my normal, my normal routine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus, what? How, did, and were you not working during this time? Yeah, but I was. I yeah, I, I get in for nine, so I could do quite a bit in the morning. But but some of the stuff I because I was having cold showers to get used to cold. But <laughs> but honestly, I was, I was probably on. <laughs> <laughs> did, did any of this? <laughs> did any of this make any difference? <laughs> well, I think I wasn't. It definitely made a dis- difference because I was about ninety percent pussy rather than hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. You went, you went from pathetic to mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was a big leap. Yeah, I went. I went from the guy in the bar who gets turned down instantly by every woman to the guy who gets turned down by every woman, having them looked at him and gone, "Ah." Oh. <laughs> so, see, I mean, it it didn't help that much. Well, the trouble was everything. Um, in fact, I won't. I won't reveal too much. We can. We can. Once the show's come out, I, I'm not because I don't really want to reveal things because it might ruin people's viewing experience. <laughs> But um, it, it was, I mean, it was phenomenally hard. And um, it, we, I didn't really sleep for the first two nights at all. And we'd have for lunch one protein bar. And that would be it for the whole day. Really? So I was, yeah, so I was so pleased that I had, had taken on this six kilogram weight with me because I had just died. But, all right, sorry, before you go on, I'll go ask you a question. So of the, so you were one of the 29 people yeah. Where did everyone else come from? Were other people like? Did they just were they just not normal people? What or did they choose athletes or or how how did they? They them? they I, I don't know how they found them, but the strange thing was there were three people from my running club on the show, what? which is statistically incredibly impros- improbable. But so I mean, one of them, Claire, is is on my team teammate on Innovate OCR, so yeah. that made sense because I, I you know I said. Miller, get involved, you're badass, fight to this. And then Steve, he he moved up to Birmingham 
and he was on the show as well. But the, the others tended to be quite a mix of backgrounds. There was a, um, a Commonwealth Games gymnast for Britain. Right. There was a, a bare buck, an undefeated bare um, knuckle boxing champion. So all sports related, though. Yeah, they were all, oh, all right. So really they had a, a certain level of fitness already. Yeah, I mean, people's CVs are, was pretty Im- <laughs> was pretty impressive. Well, not not obviously not everyone's. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was trying to. I think I was on there mainly for entertainment. I, I mean, I can I can just about. I've got. I think I've I've done well enough in a few random races to be able to look as if I'm a credible um, athlete. But compared to some of these guys, they were some of them just phenomenal athletes. Um, and so it, I mean that, that was quite cool though because you you went on there with people who really were into their training and really focused. And I don't know if it's going to come across in the show. It will probably just come across as a bunch of people who've gone on the show, but actually. You know, they there were some people there who, well, in fact, I think everyone looked at everyone and thought, "Holy, you know, this, these people are incredible what they do." And and so, I mean, I, I wasn't the fastest runner there though. Steve, the guy from my club, he's he can, I I I, I reckon if he was fully fit, he could probably do two thirty to math. Well, I can't ima- I can't imagine running being much of a much of a benefit in in, in that sort of thing, is it? It's it's, it's well. It, yes and no. It is. It, it, it wasn't for straight out running, but for like the SES, for example, they do something called the fan dance as part of their selection. I know. I've done that. Oh, have you? Yeah. Oh, when was that? Uh, that was um, just a few years ago. Just a few years but, ago. But something like that. I mean, yeah. for, so I mean, tell, tell everyone what your impression of it is. So that's when you have to basically it's a special forces training where you go. It's a penny fan which is the highest peak in the Brecon Beacons. Uh, and you start at the bottom and you're given a map and you basically have to run to the peak, run down to a checkpoint, back up to the peak, down to a checkpoint, back up to the peak, and then back down again uh, with a full pack um, weapon. And you have to do it within uh, a, a certain time limit as well. And it's just, it's, it's brutal. Yeah, it's, it's really tough because it is, especially one side of that, the Penny Fan, the Jacob's Ladder, it's really hard, to, even to walk it, because um, we Claire and I went there and we did quite a bit of practice on that, and um, stowed a bit of food away as well. We put some cliff bars in certain places because we thought if we get to the stage in the show. Oh, so you <laughs> so you actually did the fan dance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, Claire and I, because um, that was the thing. I, we had six weeks, and I thought, right, I'm actually, I'm, I wasn't in top shape. I was thinking I'm coming into full fitness now. I was, I was by I, in six weeks' time, I could have been at my absolute running peak. But I thought I've got a my my speed doesn't matter too much. So I started to do hikes with thirty five kilograms on my back, and that was that's a lot. I mean, that was really tough. So that's what's that in pounds? And for people listening at home, American viewers, uh, listeners, so that's about seventy eighty pounds. It's about eighty pounds on your back, and that was tough. That was really tough. Yeah. So I started to really concentrate on that. Um, I was doing some cold water swimming as well in the serpentine but we, we went out and Claire and I just thought we need to get good at this hiking so we just got off the train in Lundudno I've probably no it wasn't Lundudno somewhere near and we had no plan we just hiked for probably 20 miles on the first day just found some trees set up a tent just yeah. camped there then we um, then we did the fan dance the next day yeah. with we didn't have we didn't have that much weight on our back we probably had, I had quite a bit more than Claire. Um, I'd have had maybe 35 pounds, 20 kilograms. Oh, probably no, probably more 45 pounds, 50 pounds on the back. So we did that. And that's the thing. You think a runner wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily be good at something like that. But actually, if you get a good runner who's good on hills, they're going to smash someone yeah. who, because being able to run with weight on your back, you've got to be good at running first. You've got to have the, the lungs. Yeah, you've got, to, you've got to get used to. You've got to be used to running with weight on your back as well. That's yeah. That's uh, that's the other thing. That's like a, a skill, isn't it? That you don't realise until you try doing it. And thankfully, I've I've often run into work, and I I often because of the salt course races train with extra weights in my backpack anyway. Sometimes just for the carries that we do in a salt course racing. So. I was, I'm, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm amazing at running with weights on my back, 
but I would back myself against anyone in that show if it came down to the fan down to me against them. Um, yeah, I, I, I think they'd only, well, I don't think any of them would even argue that they'd be able, especially with navigation involved. But um, what was really interesting about it was the mentality of people because I think we all assume that everyone who's a top athlete approaches things in the same way and has the same mental strength or the same mental approach. But there's only one we're on the show that I realised being long-distance athletes really helps yeah. because something like Special Forces, it's day after day after day, sometimes no sleep, sometimes no food, and you could be amazing at a sport like weightlifting, one of the guys is there, or even bare-knuckle boxing, but your training is intense and really painful, and then yeah. you rest, and there's only so much you can do with that. And, and so for them... Even on the first, the first one's Navy SEALs, and they, I was worried about that because I thought water, I'm okay, but I'm brilliant. Cold, I'm never going to be that great because I haven't got any body fat. But actually, that was fine because I'm so used to it from obstacle racing in the showers. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I said that word, I knew you'd find that Right. Yeah, that's training, is it? <laughs> yeah. The pounding in the showers. I mean, if you can take if you can if you can deal with ten minutes in those showers. <laughs> yeah, what special forces training is that? <laughs> but um, it's it's getting used to pain. <laughs> uh, but the the, the but it's where you could really see there there's a guy called Rory who was an ultra athlete. Yeah. Um, there was, there was Claire, my teammate, and she's come from cross country. Um, and there were a few other obstacle, like Lucy's an obstacle course racer. Yeah. So and, the, endur- the endurance people, the people that are used to endurance could handle the lack of lack of sleep and, and everything else better. Yeah, and I think also they just were more mentally prepared for day after day of challenges. When when we finished, we were all stretching. We were constantly thinking about food. We were constantly thinking about prepping our kit. We had everything ready to go. Because you think about if you do multi-day, you, you're constantly thinking, yeah. right, what, what can I change? How can I do this? What, what happens if this doesn't quite fit? R- worried about blisters, making sure your strappings are balanced. And, and so it was more the approach where we were just constantly focused the whole time, a lot more than, than the other athletes who yeah. – the, I'm going to do this. I'll do that. Ugh. Okay, what am I doing next? I'll do that. Ugh. And and so I, I won't give the game away, but the the people at the end are all endurance. Oh, really? That's really yeah. interesting you say that because I, I I hadn't thought about that until now when you say you know um, multi day races uh, and the challenges of multi day races, while not the, as extreme as the sort of thing you're doing, they really do. When you go to like a multi-day race, and I absolutely love multi-day races, but the people that really struggle are ones that are used to doing you know single-day races and things. You know they're quick or everything else. That as soon as they have yeah. to deal with having to get up again in the morning the next day, and they don't have that routine. And you say that you're absolutely right. It's that getting that routine and knowing. Oh, as soon as I get back, I'm going to get my legs up. I'm going to get the routine ready so that I'm back to. Uh, you know, back to the uh, you know, back in the sort of peak performance again. You know, for the next day. Whereas people that haven't done that, that's really good. Um, and I think as well, getting your muscles used to it. Is because yes, yes, absolutely. How many times have you done a race, and the next day you can hardly walk, or you know, you're really fatigued, and you know the best thing to do is to get out of their training again. And because everything about it was was the endurance really favoured us favoured us in there did i dwight this is this is gonna this is not on the same level but this is still quite interesting and it's not interesting for anything related to uh the first part of the story apart from the bit i say at the end so uh, i uh, when i was when i was still working in the entertainment industry uh writing for like home entertainment stuff like that there was a program out which was uh, a similar sort of thing it was called commando on the front line it was um, by this filmmaker who wanted to go through the uh, royal marines commando process and they uh because he's like his dad had been a marine or something like that and it was a really good program, and I absolutely loved it because you saw the whole process. And again, you know, like you're saying, the people, you know, it's all about getting up day after day and things like that. And we had the opportunity of a, uh, a press trip down to uh, Limpstone 
uh, just yeah. to go to see the Royal Marines. And it was basically a, like a full day of training with the Royal Marines, you know, get, getting on their, their kit and experience a day like that and going through the assault course and stuff. You're just like, oh, yeah, I've seen that on the Krypton Factor. <laughs> and I've got to say, I was, <laughs> it was just, they started off like doing, and this was like well before like BMF and stuff like that. So no one had a real indication of like any sort of, you know, what you're doing. With. And they did something like really simple. Like it was raining outside and we all put these uniforms on. They were just doing things like stand up, sit down stand up sit down and it was just like all these just useless journalists just like flailing around <laughs> and then they made us do the obstacle course and it was awful and it was just it was just, stuff that looks really really simple and really really basic you know things like just going down a zip wire and then jumping onto something and going across three bars and then things like that it was just everything about it you don't realize just how useless you are at stuff and it's all about training which you know you do obstacle course race obstacle courses didn't yeah. really exist for until a few years ago as a, yeah. as a as a means of thing so you know people people are sort of used to that so there is some sort of element but before then what how did people train for that they they sort of didn't you had to do it that's not the interesting bit the interesting bit is um, afterwards we were all trying to you know we were all absolutely freezing you think you know we were all suffering from frostbite and stuff we'd been out like for two hours <laughs> and so they took us into like the mess hall and stuff and we sat there eating the thing and had this massive picture of jimmy savile in there <laughs> Wait, where was this? <laughs> it was the, uh, <laughs> the Royal Marines. The Royal Marines, because you know, this was this was pre Jimmy Savile being a paedophile thing. And it's a massive picture with Jimmy Savile because he'd, of course, he'd done charity work and given loads of money to them. That's the final test. <laughs> it's the final test. Yeah, it's like in Scientology where everyone comes in with uh, being audited and it's not until you're level seven they suddenly go, did we mention about the aliens and all this fucked up <laughs> yeah, shit? Yeah, the commanders are the same, you're like, do we mention right, that- actually, <laughs> you've got to spend a night with Jimmy Savile, if you can survive that, <laughs> you're in. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, anyway, anyway, enough about... Oh, and, and just to explain to Jimmy Savile... Anyone who doesn't, who isn't British. Oh, wow. How are we going to do this? Oh, yeah. Basically, Jimmy Savile's a guy. Can we be sued by Jimmy still? No, no, we can't, unless he's come back from the dead. So Jimmy Savile's a guy who, for about 30 years, looked and acted like a paedophile on British TV. (laughs) (laughs) And then, shock horror. (laughs) 30 years later, everyone went, holy shit, he was a (laughs) paedophile. Have you like, seen Have you seen that Mickey Flanagan uh, sketch where he goes, he talks about his mum, and he says, "Oh yeah, his, his mum used to know." And she said, "He used to come in when they were watching Jim will fix it, and used to go, why are you watching that nonsense?'" <laughs> <laughs> well, there were all these jokes and rumours going around about him. This <laughs> <laughs> is taking a sinister. It's taking a much more sinister turn. Right, the next bit that I wanted to talk about, which is much more interesting than than the whole of the uh, program that you were on, is yeah. is a, uh, a a preview. Someone did a preview of you, a, a mudstacle, did a little like video preview <laughs> to, to to push your involvement in the show, and it was okay. very interesting. Firstly, because uh, well, I get to see you, you know, running and doing all those obstacle course things, which which is uh, which you know, I, I've never seen before. Um, but it was also there was some uh, there was some like little little facts about you which i thought might be worth going through because I, there's some of these that i hadn't heard before um and they're quite interesting okay so would you, would you before you tuck into them do you, do you know why why they're there no so basically so pete pete the guy who who put together the videos he does the uk obstacle course race league he's also dating claire miller who is um my teammate who went on the show right. so he did a video introduction to claire miller and the introduction to Claire Miller was Claire Miller winning everything, being unbelievably badass. And you watch it going, wow, Claire Miller is amazing. And then he was on the show. So he went, right, we've now got to do a video on David. And he was a bit short on material to do with me like, are these, winning anything. Are, they, are these all true? Are these, um, are these all true? Oh, well, they, let's, go, let's go through them. Let's go through them. Okay. Obviously... <laughs> Obviously, I didn't. I should have. I should have looked at Claire's first, shouldn't I, to see what her said. <laughs> so we could have done a comparison. But okay, this, let's go through them, and we can get the story from each one. Right. Uh, one used to hold the world record for the longest pub crawl and the fastest ferry. 
Yeah, they're both true. They're both true. Explain. What's that? What's the longest pub crawl? Um, so it's actually the biggest. It was biggest pub crawl. So, um, and it's not that great claim to fame. Really, there was a, a record attempt in London to set the world's biggest pub crawl. I think we had seventeen hundred people do it. It was it was an Australian record, of course. <laughs> because, yeah, I think, or either the, either that, or a New Zealand record, where they got the entire town to just go on the lash together. It's That's, brilliant. Or, or a normal weekend. The <laughs> guy from Guinness who was on holiday in Australia went, "Wow, look at this town. This has got to be a record." And so, um, yeah, so we we just went out, and I think we had to do twelve pubs, and there was. 1700 or 1800 is doing it so i was one of many people who said that right okay fastest ferry was what's that oh yeah um one of those guinness ones i ran the marathon dressed as a fairy and it was the fastest time that anyone had ever dressed ran dressed as a fairy so i was officially in the guinness book of records of the world's fastest fairy okay those, those are all right those are all right what about this which one? is quite funny which is quite funny because i was at the end i was then had a picture of Colin Jackson and myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can say my next statement. Oh, so my... This could be the last episode. Right. <laughs> next one. Has beaten Mo Farah twice? Yes. Yes. It's true. It, 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 uh, at what? The running. So one of them, well, one of them is a bit of a cheat. So uh, the year that I had to lead the marathon, yeah. So he dropped out at 13 miles. So technically, I beat him for the marathon. Boom. Right, okay. <laughs> it's not a strong game. Right, okay. It's not a strong game. <laughs> and then the other one, he was, um, he after he won his first world championship, it might have been the Olympics, he did a 5K in the park for his sponsors. Yeah. And I, I, I burned him on the line. And uh, he was jogging around with everyone. And then he pushed... At the end, he was like, right for the cameras, come on, let's run it in. And I went as hard as I could and just made sure I crossed that line before him. <laughs> so um, technically, I beat him okay, at five. Okay, well, that's all right. That's, that is a technical beat. So actually, that's pretty good. Next one's a bit odd. Taught Howard Marks how to play poker. Yeah, that's quite a good one. Yeah, so if a lot of people probably don't know who Howard Marks is. He was the number one most wanted man on, in the world at one point, I think. He's called Mr. Nice legendary guy massive drug smuggler from wales amazing book buy it mr nice fantastic book he was on a tv show called Flipside that i was working on and then he was we were traveling back in the same car across town so we were just chatting and he was going to be appearing on celebrity poker and i just explained to him the rules of poker because he wasn't really sure of, of how to do five card stud so i explained to him the rules so that i think that means i taught him how to play poker oh my god there you go i've got to admit that when i first saw the way it's spelt here is is incorrect the way when i first saw it <laughs> howard marks didn't spring to mind richard marks i was thinking that's awesome i don't know why i think that's more that, that would have been more awesome than howard marks well, what what impresses you so much about Richard? I Marks? don't know. I don't know. I just <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. So you're I'm going to find. No, I'm going to find Richard Mark. I'm going to teach him how to play poker. Well, what does he already knows? Is he still alive? Um, I'll teach him a new. I'll, I'll. There's so many versions of poker. I'll teach him a new version. So if anyone knows Richard Marks out there, get him in touch. Bad boy letters at badboyrunning.com. Yeah. Okay. So the next one is played the part of a young Harold Shipman. And a superhero called the Urinator on Bravo. <laughs> yeah, sadly, that, that's all true. Oh boy, a young it, Harold Shipman. Yeah, because that's what television needs. <laughs> Is that like lo- young Sherlock Holmes? It was. Just... <laughs> that's right. So, uh... Again, if you're, uh, this is turning out to be a real criminal-laden episode, <laughs> isn't it? If you, uh, if you're not aware of Harold Shipman, he was um, probably it was a doctor who managed to it, the biggest serial killer in English history, isn't it? British Dr. history. Doctor Death. He killed hundreds of people, didn't he? Yeah. They don't even know how many he killed. No, because he just he was uh, were just killing people off left, right, and centre. So you played a young Harold Shipman. Yeah, it was a bit weird. Was it? <laughs> so, really? Was it? 
So I was on this TV show called The Yes No Game Show, which was, well, it was on Bravo. I think that's uh, all we really need uh, to say. Okay. If you don't know what Bravo is... It's not um, BBC4. That's all you need to know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's how, do we, how do we get boobs onto television in a way that implies that it's not porn, is, is what Bravo is essentially, or, or gypsy fighting. It's, it's basically those two. Or special forces, they love that. It's, it's, it's a combination of those three. Yeah. So we had this, this TV show called the, the Yes No Game Show. We had to come up with ideas, and it was a quiz where people would say yes or no, and they won points if they're right or not. For the whole show, they could only say yes or no. So one of the strands was a young Howard Shipman, and I was a, a serial-killing boy who only saw my hands, and I was experimenting with various insects, just doing things like, if I cut the head off a cockroach, would it live for a day by itself? And I, I had this really weird voice. I had, I had to put in a child's voice. I don't know what I was chasing. <laughs> so that I then say, so that I was going, <clears throat> I, I, I try and do the voice, actually. Day one. I was wondering what would happen if I cut off. <laughs> it's really weird. I cut, and then, and the urinator was a guy who um, he was he was he looked a bit like he was a cross between Banksy and and um, and Kenny from South Park. So you never saw my face, but I had to try and do all these challenges with the power of my pee, which um, it was it was really weird. The trouble was when we were filming it. Um, I actually had to pee quite a lot. And so during one day, I had in about a two-hour period 12 pints of water because I was kept on running out of pee. And then we suddenly realized I'd, I'd reached this point where I was getting dizzy. And we're like, oh, no, this is like the really dangerous <laughs> bit. We'll have drunk too much water. So we Googled it, and I was right on the cusp. Oh, water and, intoxication. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So I then had to sit down and start having crisps and just thinking all these things to try and unthin out my blood and, and try and sweat. I'm like, no, that was, that was, I was going to sweat because I thought we'd get rid of water. And we realised, no, that's going to get rid of all the salt. So, um, yeah, so, th- so those are both true as well, I'm afraid. <laughs> it's a great show, obviously. <laughs> that sounds dreadful. Yeah. Well, the unit were things like, can I, can I um, dissolve a whole pack of crisps using the power of my pee? Uh, how is that impressive but, okay. you know. all right this is ne- this next one is uh, you've got you've, you've picked some real classic people made a show reel for justin lee collins <laughs> oh no <laughs> so he follows on from jimmy savile <laughs> and for people who don't know who justin <laughs> collins was until until it all came out, he was the loveliest guy I've ever met, the friendliest guy, one of the fun, genuinely funniest guys I've ever met. He used to be a, a presenter on on television. On he did the equivalent of late night live for the BBC. Called, uh, I mean that's that's probably it's probably a little bit um, making it sound a little bit better than it is. But the Friday night show, he was a presenter of that. But he was on. Um, he was on this show, Flipside, where I'd met Howard Marks, and he was he was one of our he was brilliant on the show. He was some of the funniest television I've ever seen as him on the show, and I was um, one of the assistant producers. So I edited his showreel together, that then allowed him to get the Friday Night Project, that then made him huge, yeah. which he then became a bit shouty with his girlfriends publicly and on the phone and then everything went <laughs> went down the pan for Justin unfortunately but um that's no I know actually it's weird he was such a nice guy um I don't know how I'd feel if I saw him again because I genuinely love the man um except for then what happened but um right yeah. okay anyway. right then then this is this one's really impressive and I've seen video of this so I know this but this is really good has led the London Marathon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love, honestly, uh, do, you know when you, do you know when you think, when I'm 80, I'm going to still have that story, brilliant. So I, I, this is how we met, really, Street Child, Sierra Leone, where we met, I knew that people probably weren't going to sponsor me lots of money to run a marathon. And so I did all these challenges to try and get cash out of my mates. One of them was lead the marathon, and uh, yeah, so I, 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 I planned it. I, uh, I was at the top of the, ch- I was the front of the championship start. Um, so I, I got there early, 
it meant I was about three row back, three rows back from the very front of the London Marathon. And when they went go, I cut right, and I absolutely belted it as hard as I could. And uh, it was brilliant because um, they all group on the left, so I had the whole road in front of me, and all my friends were watching, ready to see it. And if you see the video on YouTube, you can just about catch me in the BBC footage. You can you can you can see me starting to head out. Um, and just break from the group. But before I make it, they then cut because I, th- I think they probably thought, oh God, who's this idiot on the show, on the screen, going to cause mayhem? So they then cut to the wide shot. So none of my friends knew if I'd made it. I was wearing this GoPro, so you can see me galloping away. And all the Kenyans were just looking across at me so nonchalantly. Well, just but like breezily, just trotting <sighs> along at like no pace, you know, to them, no pace whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, I, I probably did about a 60, what was it? I, I did about a 65 seconds, 400, which was, if you think for the first 30, 40, 50 metres, I was caught behind people. Yeah. I was really gassing it. And they were just cruising along. <laughs> it's almost, if you, imagine, if you imagine like dancing naked in a field and then a cow looks at you and the cow's just like... <laughs> what are you doing? But I don't really care. It's really nonchalant, but I'm kind of intrigued. Who, who is this insignificance? By our <laughs> yeah, side? yeah. But luckily some random guy was filming it on the side and posted it on YouTube. So there's this brilliant other clip of a guy going, oh, who's this guy? Oh, he must be one of the pacers. <laughs> so that's me with my... Is that on YouTube? On. Yeah. Oh, let's you see me. I'm working so hard, and then you see them floating by, just looking up, going. Oh, we've got to, yeah. we've got to, we've got to put that. We've got to put the video as we'll put that up in the Facebook page. So if you, if you're not oh, a member yeah. of the uh, Bad Boy Running Facebook page, go just search Bad Boy Running, and uh, and we'll we'll add you. But we'll put the well, let's put the video of that up because that that's ace. It was brilliant yeah. when I saw it. It was just brilliant. <laughs> and note the music. It took a lot of time choosing the right songs for the video. So yeah, yeah. So they're all true. They, I mean, that's I think brilliant. Tr- they're all technically true. Some of them maybe imply great or greatness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Richard Marx wasn't involved in any way, so I'm really disappointed. <laughs> Richard Marx, callers, guys. Callers, callers, Richard. Free poker lesson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna wrap it up there because, uh, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's wrap it up there because this is uh, this this has been a good one. I like this. This is uh, we've we've covered we've covered three. <laughs> I wouldn't say three criminals, but three, <laughs> <laughs> three wow. dubious characters. With it, it's a new low. Every time we hit new lows, <laughs> we, don't, we don't even mean they've, to. They've all come up from completely unrelated <laughs> reasons as well. Brilliant. We we actually we should for our next show we should just have a list of the most horrific people. In fact, that blackboard behind you there, that whiteboard. Oh yeah. So you should make a list of the most yeah. horrific people in history and just slowly cross <laughs> them off. <laughs> so, by so you go through them all. And people who could potentially sue us as well. Have those, yeah. <laughs> who can... Yeah. In fact, we need a Venn diagram and they can never cross <laughs> over. It needs to Dictators be. Dictators who can still sue us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um we want to hear your feedback. Uh, like I said, if, if you've got the uh, we've got the Facebook group. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, search "Bad Boy Running" and we'll add you there. We'll we even stick some video in there of uh, of uh, David doing some. Uh, we'll even stick some of the trailers and stuff in there of the uh, Special oh, Forces yeah. week. That'd be awesome. And yeah. um, if you want to send us in any uh, letters, stories, anything like that, letters at badboyrunning.com. Um, Final thing I want to ask you is if you could go to iTunes and leave us reviews. We want to, we yeah, we want. It's our aim. It's our mission to make uh, Bad Boy Running uh, completely and utterly dominate the entire run. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we just want as many people to uh, to listen as possible and um, and break the um, the mon- monopoly of boring running podcasts. And 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna copy Richard Herring. If you don't do if you don't listen to the Richard Herring podcast, get it. He's he's a genius. But he always he always really plugs doing the podcast, getting the, the reviews. Um he asked he actually just asked for money. Asked <laughs> well you can send us money. We'd love that. Actually <laughs> stuff the reviews, send us money. We could do that. Let's put a PayPal link up. Yeah, there we go. We'll put a PayPal link up. It's not for charity, it's just for us. But in, but in reality, we, we're doing this partly because we love it. We're doing this also because we want loads of free shit. 
And if no one listens, we're not going to get any free shit. So I, please help I don't us need, get loads of listeners so we can get loads of free shit. I don't need, I tell you what, I don't, we're talking about free shit. I don't need shoes and I don't need, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, winter jackets. I need shorts. I need, so if you're why send don't you winter jackets? I need winter jackets. Oh God, I've got so many. You know, I've done like, because I did, you know, all like reviews and stuff for men's running. You get loads and loads of like, oh, it's always like winter jackets and socks. What's it called? Have you got a tape seamed winter jacket? Uh, I have a winter jacket pretty much for every situation. I have a winter jacket for every situation. Plus I have um, my um, fat wardrobe jackets and my thin wardrobe jackets as well. Oh, so, oh wow. Have you ever opened the thin wardrobe jacket? <laughs> Sorry, that's me. <laughs> but um, well, what, what, what do you want? What, what should we appeal for now? What do I love? Um... Any beer companies, yeah, beer co- send it. Yeah, because yeah. we can... We're, actually, we're going to do a podcast. We're going to do a podcast on beer and running and the yeah. benefits of beer and running and why you, should, why, uh, why you should drink beer and run at the same time. And actually, so, actually, we need, so we need as much samples as possible. What else do I need? But I think in terms of beer and running, that is actually an area where we, we could be world experts on that. I mean, we know a bit this about could, running, actually, beer this could, and running. This could, this could be our niche or niche if you're in America. Yeah, could be on niche, yeah. But um, yeah, we, what what else do I need? I really, I could do with some, um, I'm more on shoes, yeah. I like yeah. socks, I mean socks, I, I always need shorts. I don't think I've ever had a, got a free pair of shorts. I've never done, no one does short reviews, do they? So shorts, yeah. you need a load of stuff. If you're, doing, if you're doing the MDS, you're going to need a load yeah. of stuff for that. I, I don't even know I need, if, you, if you've just got stuff to send me for the mouth and sabre, just, just Chuck it in there. We're, we're, we're shameless pluggers, honestly. The thing is, we love everything. So whatever you send, we're going to love. So we're going to tell everyone how Apart from cycling. We don't like cycling. Yeah, and the Edinburgh Math. And and the- <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on that bombshell. Oh, no, that, got, that got edited out. No one even knows our hatred. Yeah, exactly. Is that, that's brilliant. You have referenced something which got edited out in the first episode. We're going to talk Should about I... Edinburgh Marathon at some point, but yeah, but, but yeah. Not. So don't 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 give us free places of that. We won't we won't bother. <laughs> no, we won't come. We won't even give them to our listeners because we don't want to insult them. <laughs> anyway, we'll uh, we'll see you later. See you later, David. See you, Jenny. Bye. Bye.